Have you not seen the end of it? I'm trying to work out where, where I would have run into it. I, yeah. I haven't yet. I haven't seen it in a while. But mm. I'm almost sad that I sold my S21 afternoon. Almost, almost sad. Because you can see that many differences between Android 11 and Android 12 that it would make it worth your while to have back an Android 12 phone. No, I just like new shiny things. Uh -huh. And that's a great okay. way to start episode <laughs> 151 of the Overclocked ZA podcast as Gavin closes the window on the studio. Ah! It's a studio, guys. It's a studio. It Welcome. Is. Thank you for listening. This is South Africa's most accessible consumer technology podcast. I am Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters on social media, reluctant tech journalist, contributing editor at VentureBurn, and many other things. And I'm joined as always by my co-host and my good friend, the luminary of technology, Gavin Dudley, Hello. editor of Tech Magazine, the continent's largest, Africa's, the biggest in Africa. That's Gavin. right, which is, that says something. It means that in some respects, we have bigger circulation than many gadget mags in, say, the UK or the US for that matter. That's bizarre. I mean, to have a South African tech mag with bigger circulation than an international tech mag takes some doing, folks. Let and he also you. side hustles on Tech Radar, the South African channel. Right. Um, Gavin. Yes, I'm almost sad because I actually met somebody today who is a high-ranking person at an agency using an S21 Ultra. And oh. I asked him, I was like, why? Uh. Why? Let me into your brain, sir. Why? And he's like, because I have a Samsung TV. That's yeah. his reason. Yeah. And I'm like, ecosystem lock-in. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Samsung are so pushing the ecosystem lock-in thing. It's actually, it's becoming a little weird, actually, the way they're pushing it. Because they obviously see that... This is how their biggest competitor got ahead. And so they want to do the same. But none of the other stuff, there's no other similarities between them and their biggest competitor, except that they've got a bigger range of products and now they're trying to lock people into their ecosystem. But I mean, thankfully, you yeah. and I are platform agnostic. Well, Me more than you, actually. I have my, no, no, no. <laughs> On the contrary, I have my doubts about you, sir. I have my doubts about you. I think you've adapted to work on any platform, but you do have a preferred platform. And the only reason you're not there all the time is because of... I'm sitting with outdated hardware. Yes, for I that. I don't have enough money to buy new When your hardware. new iPhone or your new iPad arrives and then your new iPhone arrives, we can say goodbye to you and your fucking platform. Put it into the universe, please. Bring <laughs> the money my way so that I can buy these things as you have prophesied. But Samsung's in the news for other reasons. S21 series is getting Android... 12, One UI 4, going out as we speak, making its way around the world. Happy birthday. Because it feels like a birthday when I get a new software update. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, Happy, sometimes. Uh, celebrate Samsung users. It's still a great platform, great phones, great devices. Um, I, I think they're going to do some, some extra work there on trying to get it to work on the folds, though. Okay. That's a lot of extra code that needs to, yeah. be, to be baked in. To be honest, I'm looking on Android 12 a bit like the iPhone update and the Windows 11, it's a kind of an iterative change, no sweeping changes in my book anyway. I remember when they announced it, it was all about how you're going to personalize the device to yourself. They had a term yeah. for it. What's material it U. Yeah, material U-Y-O-U. And you know, when, they, when they're touting those as the most important features, then they don't have a lot to say. Of course, just like Windows 11 and iPhone, a whole lot of things are going on under the bonnet that you don't actually know about. But it's hard to market that stuff to consumers. So they're just going to market them pretty colors and wallpapers yeah. and stuff. I just like yeah. new shiny things. And I, I hope if you are listening to this, you do too. Other things about Samsung, um, the Galaxy Buds Pro 
are putting people in hospital with re- allergic reactions. There was one well, tech reporter who ended up in hospital for like seven days. But the Buds Pro sounds so good. At least they're the going. They're going happy. <laughs> they're going happily, happily to the hospital. Please don't take my buds out. Just treat oh, me. <laughs> uh, the problem is actually the metal that the charging connectors are made out of. Ah. Some people have allergic reactions to if that. You, if you look at your buds, you'll see. The whole thing is usually plastic or something like that. And there are two little pinpricks of metal dots, which is where your earbud charges when you put it in the case. I mean, I'm sure this is obvious to you. And you're saying that that's what's causing the reaction. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wonder how that metal is different to the metal on every other. Well, I think just the, the alloy that they're using, the mix. Um, or, is... or it's making contact with the ear in a way that others don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Because it's definitely localized to that specific device. And I mean, mm. sure. four generations of like, in your galaxy buds, buds. all great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what's the fallout of this? Are they recalling yet or we're uh, still no, finding out? No, it's still like isolated incidents, but it could be a problem. So you're feeling a bit weird if your ears are a bit itchy mm. if you're using your Galaxy Buds Pro. Um, please uh, have it looked at. You uh, might have much, be having the allergic How much do the Buds Pro cost today? Like three I think and a half? Like three and a half grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the, those are still the best kind of for most people. The Galaxy Buds. Well, I, I still the say price. The, 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 the Galaxy Buds, buds as, a, as a category, yeah. definitely, definitely the best value for the money. Yeah, and I don't believe in, I mean, if if Samsung mm. could put out a product that could have near fatal consequences <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. certain users, I'm sure that the stuff you're buying off Wish.com <laughs> <laughs> is going to kill you quicker, man. <laughs> please don't sue me yeah, if yeah. you make buds, please. Uh, talking about that, um, another company that's pivoted to wearables, Huawei. Ah. They found their way. They have made <laughs> me the profit of their new life. I don't, okay, I, I'm just going to say that I'm going to step back now and let Lindsay blow his own trumpet for a full minute. Go ahead, Lindsay. Yes, yeah, so Huawei have a plan in motion to sidestep the US plan. It involves licensing its designs to third-party companies like Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Honor, which was originally, of course, Huawei's brand, which they sold off. Um, in order to legally buy the necessary smartphone components. And so now they're shifting, they design the phones, they sell it off to somebody else to manufacture, and they take all of the monies for those that IP. Okay, what so, do you think of this, Kevin? Um, well, Lindsay forecast this at least four or five weeks ago, I recall, and now it's all come to fruition. I could not see how Huawei were going to wiggle their way out of this US ban and other problems. Um, and this is how they've done it. So they will just sell their technologies to other brands or license their technologies just to their other phones. brands. Well, well, the everything phones, else yeah. is fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The phones uh, to other brands who will then basically carry the Huawei torch. And how convenient that Huawei has a recently divorced... Jettisoned. Yeah, a recently <laughs> jettisoned subdivision that it can, you know, rely on as its first and primary customer in the Honor thing. And not coincidentally, did Honor announce its relaunching in South Africa last week. So it's quite possible that Huawei will become Honor as we know it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, in a roundabout way. Staying in China, um, other Chinese companies that have made inroads in South Africa, maybe not so successful. Tencent, the technology super mega planet. Yeah, death I mean, star, death planet thing. Just to understand. Owned by Media24. Yeah, sure. to understand the role of Tencent in the world, just look at South Africa, okay? There's one company on the South Africa Stock Exchange that accounts for something like 60% of all the value on the stock exchange. It's by far the biggest stock exchange listed company in South Africa. And that is Media24, not Media24, NASPES. Let's mm. say NASPES. And 
80% of their prosperity and financials are not Media24 and all these other things we associate with them, but their investment in Tencent in China. That's what makes them such a massively powerful company in South Africa. They've tried to dilute the effect they have on the stock exchange. Hasn't been wildly successful. But the point is that Tencent as a company probably has a bigger role to play in the South Africa south african economy than we can actually imagine just because they are the core foundation on which our biggest company is built in south africa so now that mm. you know what tencent is mm. so they have streaming service so they first came in with wechat which was the whatsapp competitor yeah. it's more like a platform than an actual yeah i mean app. What, what would we confer we, we, it's like a super app yeah, yeah it's like we'll if, talk you, about if, super you took, apps. if you took uber and your banking app and something else, and, and like two games, other things, and, and like games, everything, and, and all your favorite Just apps your rolled life. it into one app with WhatsApp, then that would be uh, uh, WeChat. WeChat. Yeah. So but, they also have a music streaming service called Jukes, which I was a big fan of, am a big fan of, because they have high quality music, plus they have the lowest data rate per song. So like, uh, they, they so package the most their cost stuff. Effective. Yeah, the most cost effective. But unfortunately, they have not found significant inroads into the South African market and they will be ending their rollout service in South yeah, Africa yeah. by the end of the year. And that means so, Telcom Music, which is powered by Jukes, also will be ending. See, my concern about this is WeChat in China is sort of the equivalent of WhatsApp and, and several other things in South Africa, including its penetration, where it's like probably over 90% of people have this on mm. their phone. And if Jukes is WeChat, Tencent's music platform, then you can bet that 90% of those users are probably also using the Jukes platform, but not in South Africa yeah. because no one here has adopted WeChat. And as a result, Jukes has just remained marginal, you know, in a way that it probably got to scale really quickly in China. It was never going to happen here. I don't think so, though, because I have a Sonos. And in the Sonos app, you can connect others. Oh, things. right. Yes. And Jukes has always been the one thing that I can't connect. Really? Yes. It's not available. It's not licensed, not supported. Yeah, that can only mean that Sonos hasn't made a big enough play for China yet. They will have to get that right yeah, if or they want to succeed Jukes China. is such a small player. But uh, I mean, okay. can you really muscle your way into the market? Like ETV, EVOD, right. which we did. We broke the story. Well, we reported on it right. on the podcast a couple of weeks back in August. Um, and then I put at the end of the note in this, just the contact person for the person we're going to interview about like right. streaming services and stuff. And Gavin is like, what's this EVOD nonsense? EVOD? <laughs> so what is like, this EVOD? And you were talking earlier about um, off air, about uh -huh. how just the dearth of like streaming content services, that we have to process every and day. How it's the options, the your, choices, your decision making. The channels, it's become just a maelstrom of content in my head you know is it is it music is it video which which stream to use oh my goodness they keep trying to suggest i should watch these new shows but i haven't finished watching the old shows oh no and now my friends are recommending yeah, and now like something else Taylor Swift oh. dropped the new album but oh. on which platform is it and oh. now like Travis Scott is having a festival yeah, and, and someone's live streaming it, but which service? And and which, why does my favorite band have half its albums on this service yes. and half the albums on it's the other just, service? It's oh. a mess right now, and mm. I'm happy, sad that there's less options. Okay. I'm sad that it's the one that was the most cost-effective for most people. I was really trying to champion it. And it scales up. It has hi-fi quality stuff as well, so there's like for the Right, so this is this is jukes that we're talking yeah. about, but we did branch off into EVOD yes. without Lindsay explaining what EVOD is. EVOD <laughs> is ETV's video on demand Steaming service. service yeah. That's you know Netflix, but supplied by 
ETV, which yes. is going to be a paid service. Any idea how much it costs? I don't know yet. <laughs> we and, will talk to. I mean, you know, I've just watched all these people rise and fall. Then Vodacom did a video streaming. Then Celsi. Then MTN. They've all tried to do these video streaming services. None of them have, like, painted it black somehow just because... You know, the, the brand power of the likes of Netflix just constantly squeeze these, these people out, especially people who can't pay for stuff. So, you know, net, YouTube is most people's go-to if you're on a really tight budget, for example. So I have no idea how ETV is going to get into the market. Obviously, they're going to try and do the local content play, but that's very, very expensive, and you need to have at least one or two hits to keep that going. But we will speak to Mar Marlon Davids, the MD of EVO. So Lindsay says that ETV's video streaming, EVOD, is already operational and you can get it. I mean, the fact that I've barely heard about it is not a good sign. Mm. You're also old, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got too much to watch, man. Okay. Um, how's, how's Foundation? How's your Apple TV Plus experience going? Um, It's not. Okay, I did the filthy downloading of the Foundation thing. Ooh. But I am going to take out the Apple subscription, the Apple TV subscription, TV Plus subscription. Uh, at some point, just to gather in the bits and pieces from that channel that I've been wanting to watch so and haven't seen. So here's my new thing. Right? Mm. You probably downloaded from YTS. Yes, movies, definitely. I am not promoting it. It is a <laughs> terrible thing to do. I do not pirate things, content that is available in this country. <laughs> not that as far I can as we know. For, not as far as we know. Um, that I pay for. So YTS has become my new Netflix content discovery tool. tool. Ask me why, Gavin. Ask me why. <laughs> Please, maybe you could also explain what the hell YTS is. Okay, it's, then explain it's how it works It's a repository of movies. and It's a downloading site. Okay, right. Yes. Okay, um, uh, video downloading specifically, movies specifically. So I look to it to see what is incoming and ah. where these things can be found. So Netflix, as you know, as a listener to this podcast, I think the Netflix recommendation album algorithm is absolute trash because a comedian who I enjoy, Michael Che, um, you might know him from Saturday Night Live, he has a new special that is a Netflix exclusive. I have put his previous special in my like list, in my watch list. I watched and it. And it didn't pick up the new show. And it did not pick up. I had to find on YTS that Michael Che has a new show and I was like, hey, maybe this is on Netflix. And I went over to Netflix and I actually had to search for Find it. it. Because uh. somehow there's no way to see what has recently been added yeah, on Netflix. See, I don't maybe, know why they've moved these things Maybe around. the AI is so deeply buried in your life that it knows that you need to get more work done. And so it's like trying to tempt you less and less in order to make you happier with the accomplishments you're achieving professionally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm anyway. Joking. So yeah, like, okay. yeah, that is how bad I feel Netflix is treating me. But moving on to other things, Kevin. Mm. But funny you mention that. Now that you mention it, I've had similar problems. There are things I've had to search for and watch that didn't complete and then it didn't appear in my watching list or the, any of my lists, despite my having ticked it. Then I had to go back and search for it, yep. find it, and watch it all over again. The Netflix again. algorithm mm. is only pushing you trending content. Yeah, it's a which is really not what I'm about. Yeah, It's a self-serving kind of loop. It's yeah, a, yeah. And you, really YouTube terrible. the same. I mean, they have a weird way of surfacing stuff, but it works on me well, anyway. YouTube, YouTube knows me very well. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> YouTube really pioneered this whole this whole AI YouTube and machine knows. learning. I will not have you speak ill of YouTube recommendations, dude. Everybody get YouTube Premium so you don't have to see any ads. It's 100 Rand a month for your whole family to not see any ads on YouTube. Kevin, tell no. me how I can win 185,000 Rand in prizes. Well, you will have to play this game called Free Fire, which I think is a free game in itself. It's actually an extremely sophisticated game, right up there with any of the top shooters. High, high energy kind of game. And Huawei has come on board to sponsor a really big tournament around this. Huawei, of course, looking at any way it can to put its brand out there to win back some love from consumers. This is not a bad way to do it. I mean, for Huawei's kind of pockets, this is small money. 185,000 is the total uh, weight of cash and prizes. Uh, Garena Free Fire is the game. It has 150 million daily users. Um, but while I was reading the story about Huawei sponsoring the Free Fire Showdown tournament with Metal State, Metal State's one of the big esports companies in South Africa. While I was reading about this, they threw out these interesting stats, which I thought you might be interested in, uh, by a company called Tech Jury. They're not one of the big analysts, but worth it to look at. 21% of all apps downloaded are games. 62% of people install games within a week of buying a new phone. Um, 43% spend time on their phones gaming. 2.2 billion mobile gamers worldwide, of which 78% are Android users. Mm -hmm. So those are just some passing stats to show that... What games are they playing, Gavin? I think that my Candy, Candy Crush, Crush soda yeah. addiction count. So, here's the thing. I mean, the wife plays while well, she plays two games word feud which is like a scrabble competitive international scrabble type mm -hmm. game and then she plays candy crush and she has played those two games for as long as i can remember which has got to be like nearly 10 years now yeah mm. so i but play i play my wife is a non-gamer in every other aspect of her life i play fallout shelter i play ah, a of, interesting of football manager mobile ah, interesting. i play interesting. motorsport manager mobile Gosh, okay. and Candy Crush Soda. None of these require <laughs> high refresh rate displays, Yeah, I must add. Again, I mean, <laughs> the thing with games, man, is that it's it's often not just the optics of the game that matters. And, you know, it's it's the playability and the, you know, mm. okay, mobile games, always a big thing, continuing to be a big thing, especially in South I still Africa. think it's made bigger than it actually is. The gaming industry? The, the mobile gaming oh. industry. No, I man. think if you are serious, or you are, if you are in any way serious about gaming, you have a console or a gaming PC. Sure. Yeah, but that's the point. They've proven that gaming extends way beyond those people. Those people might only be 10% of the market in the end. So it makes being... no sense to me why so much is made of the mobile gamer that like spe specific hardware features are now being baked into Oh, you mean when they when they market phones, they yes. talk about the gaming features. Yeah, especially lower-end uh, phones. Well, again, when they're I just mean, putting 90 hertz displays on for like no reason. Well, it's your classic case of we don't know because we maybe are not the demographic for that stuff. I can bet. I don't think the companies know, the manufacturers know either. They're no, just no, no. baking bits. No, I think there are lots and lots of people who literally don't have 10 grand for a console, don't have 15 grand for a PC, which is kind of an entry for gaming PCs now, but they can get, a, you know, a 10 grand phone with great gaming features, you know, and, and that kind of thing. They might not even have reliable I, power at home. They might not have broadband, which the other things will require. But I don't think they're playing significant. I don't use, I don't think they're using their, ga their phones for like significant gaming. Okay. You have in your like hand now the Techno Kamon. <laughs> stop it, stop it. You had your chuckle last week. You had your chuckle last week. This is last pure week with the 17P. Okay. 
The, this yes. week you have the 19p. No, no, it's still the 17p. So I'm you afraid. just mislabeled it in the note, Kevin. Oh, sorry. You are misleading me. <laughs> sorry. Inaccurate reporting. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll just give you a top line view. Oh, sorry, that is an error on my part. Um, <laughs> Not bad at all. Yeah, I love that's a beautiful review. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a worthy kind of comment because Techno, you're packing 90 hertz there. Uh, you wouldn't no, know. I wouldn't even know, and I wouldn't notice because I don't do anything that requires it. Um, the techno came on 17p. Um, techno struggling to make its mark on the South African market. They were taking shots at Samsung oh. in their global marketing the other day, really? calling Samsung same song, <laughs> which was like wow. Really? Yeah, in one I of the ads, I'll, I'll, I'll link it down in the. Well, it's a valid point, same song. Anyway. Techno's got a very unusual marketing strategy. We won't go into it here. We'll cover it some other time, perhaps. But the 17P, the Kmon 17P, is probably their top-end offering in South beautiful. Africa. It really it does. Like not even great. using a cover on it. And it really, for you. it really does feel very nice. The, the, the matte black is great because it, it really shows up no fingerprints and it feels secure in hand, which for me is a big thing. These and, and it is a big thing, just by the way. Yeah, it is. I'll just hold it up against... Yeah, it's a tall, it's yeah. a tall boy. It's a tall guy. And I've had no slowdowns and I've had a minimum of what we call crapware. Crapware is all these extra apps that they load on the phone because they're convinced you're going to love them and then you hate them and you can't get rid of them and they're using up all your space. I've had a minimum of interruption from those things, although I would have to say there's still plenty of crapware coming through. And luckily, I haven't had any of the pop-up ads that I've gotten in the past with yeah. Uh, techno phones when I install them. Obviously, I think I've as you the go right up options. the price range, um, they don't have to subsidize. It oh, with as much. Ads yes, anymore. true, true. So, good point. Good yeah. point. Okay, yeah. uh, that's enough on that. Uh, talking about apps and things that we don't like, Gavin, are you even like download? There are so many <laughs> super apps <laughs> nowadays. Like especially now with the what reporting. do you call a super app? So uh, it like does a lot of, a lot things. of things. Like okay. you can pay your, you can. Buy electricity and you now can end world hunger pay for your, and, yeah. your freaking coffee and yeah, you can yeah, yeah. like transfer money to your mother. And, and everybody's like, coming out with an app that's got like a range of six functions of which you only need two, you know, but they all think they're going to win their way into the world. Everybody is having like their own payments thing uh, and their wallet thing and all this stuff. Engine one app. Okay. Tell me this is not one of those. <laughs> well... <laughs> It certainly is trying to be. It claims <laughs> that it will keep track of your kilometers. You can uh, do a whole lot of different things with it. You can find your nearest engine petrol station. You know, this kind of thing. Most of that is just pointless and useless. But they have now added a feature to the Engine 1 app. One app is spelled the number 1 and the word app after it. Like Engine 1 Stop? That's right. Or One Shop? There's no hyphens <laughs> or anything. It's just Engine 1 app. So the latest thing you can do is you can tip the petrol attendant. I have to say the last five or six times I've put petrol in my car, I've had no change in my pockets. I haven't even had small banknotes to give out. So I'm very sorry. I never took petrol. Attendance. Okay. Well, let's not come out with that on the show. Lizzie. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll feud about that later. I'm absolutely horrified. You'll notice the tone of my voice has changed significantly, Lindsay. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get right to that another time. I, really feel the need to tip these people. I feel that their employers invariably employ them at a rate that requires them to get tips to survive. Just like waitrons in a restaurant, I suppose. Um, so you can tip the attendant through the engine app. And what that does is it puts money into a telecom pay wallet for him. But that money is immediately available the second you release it to him. It's immediately available. So, so I don't we, know, I don't we, know why I'm suddenly... We paid a like, housekeeper mm. by a, um e-wallet. Like, I, I, this is where... I am very privileged. I have never had 
to deal with e-wallets ever okay. in my life. I mean, other people's e-wallets. Like transferring e- e-wallets in ah, general. Okay. And having to like set up an e-wallet, I felt so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel when I have to deal with prepaid airtime. I just don't know how it works. And it's obviously just not targeted at people like me. So they structure it around a completely different kind of psychology. Like, I eventually I was like, the is there a way I can just tap something and like send money to you? <laughs> okay, did, did she actually want money in her e-wallet? Yeah, she prefers that we... we is it a, we is it a Google e-wallet? Or no, it was a standard bank oh, e-wallet. Gosh. It was just... It was one of those things where we didn't have cash mm. to pay her. Mm. She doesn't have a bank account. Mm. She's one of the unbanked. Yeah. Um, the many unbanked. Yes, 47 yes. million. That's right, in South, South Africa. Africa. That's yeah. like two-thirds of the population, man. Um, oh. And yeah, they, she was like, no, e-walleted to me. And we were like... Uh, mm. Howie? <laughs> three yeah. adults three yeah, yeah, yeah. adults over 30 that's exactly how i feel about prepaid a time i just like i just don't minutes. understand how and then it, it was like uh. okay let's try it with each other first <laughs> to see that we don't mess it up oh, oh, no, anyway okay so, so what other what else can this one app do gavin um i've mentioned a few things you can find the nearest station so uh, you can send track your petrol money to other yes you can send app petrol users. yes yes and where this becomes interesting is that, for example, I have young adult kids who drive around and then, you know, they invariably get stranded somewhere. They accidentally spent all their money on burgers and chips. And now they beers. want like <laughs> beers, basically. <laughs> and now they want a little stipend to go further with their partying ways. And you don't want to send them cash because, you know, it's just going to turn into beer somewhere along the line. So, you know, it would be great if you could actually send them money that they have to convert into petrol. Yeah. So this is the Starbucks method. Uh-huh. So Starbucks is like one of the fourth biggest banks in the world. Oh, I see. Because okay. the Starbucks card doesn't you you when you put money in it, that's coffee money. Yes, you right, cannot right. pull that cash. Yes, up. it's like you filled up a reserve yeah. of cash to so buy like, coffee. They have so much money in that in the system, system. Uh. and then people like invariably forget lose that they, the car yeah, and move move house move house to a different so part this, of the this city. This is a similar thing. It's very Jeez, interesting that amazing. they would, that they would go this route and I salute Engine. They they are quite innovative. Well you see somewhere in the future we end up on WeChat and WeChat keeps track of all our coffee vouchers for yes. us and our petrol and a this true and super that app. and you can tap <laughs> to pay and everything and then you don't have to have the Samsung app and the Absa app and the Engine app. You know, so I just, keep it simple. Uh-huh. I use the standard bank app mm-hmm. for tap to pay when I'm on an Android phone. Mm-hmm. And now I use Fitbit Pay when I'm on my iPhone. Okay, but because you used to be very big on Samsung Pay. Yes, and I Garmin don't have a Samsung pay. phone anymore. I was just because I was testing a Garmin okay. at the time. All right. But yeah, you Fitbit dabbled. Pay is my, my new way mm. of having tap to pay powers without getting my wallet All when right. I'm on an iPhone okay. because MasterCard still do not support Apple Pay in this country. I have no idea why. Oh, stop being bitter and twisted. However, there's an interesting showdown looming between Amazon and Visa. Yeah. So they have been arguing about stuff for a really long time. By Visa, I mean, you know, the Visa credit card company. Um, And uh, Amazon claims that Visa is charging way too much to process the payments. Visa UK. Well, I'm assuming... This is a Brexit issue. Oh, I see. Specifically in the UK. Okay, because what they've done is from January... UK-based Visa cards won't work anymore, which is a very bold step to take, but only something the size of Amazon can exert that kind of pressure, you know, on on some on a company as big as Visa. If you have a problem with it, 
blame Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> other things we need to blame him for. But quite interesting that Amazon has dug in and it will refuse to honor UK Visa cards uh, for its purchases in the new year. So we'll so see where that ends. So just going to Huawei UK Visa card. Sorry, that was a crap joke. I, <laughs> I am going to end this podcast. <laughs> it's, also, it's also interesting that we don't hear much about Apple's card business, which... Never really came to South Africa. No, no, no. no because I'm sure it's, it's doing uh, fine. What's it? Goldman Sachs backs it. In right. The, it in I'm sure the, it's doing fine. In the States. But just before we depart the engine thing, more interesting stats that really caught my eye. Engine pumped 3.4 billion liters of fuel in 2020. That's all just carbon-based fuels that we're squirting out into the atmosphere. Good for us. Gavin just learned. Oh. <laughs> No, 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 we're not going to go there because <laughs> I still feel the your claims are unsubstantiated. He's also releasing hydrocarbon, hydrocarbons into the atmosphere, and it's not actually very good for, for humans. Okay, yeah, we were debating whether burning <laughs> petrol or burning natural gas is burning fossil fuels that came out of the ground which we all acknowledge but he's one better than the other but we're not going to go there now because he's making wild claims that I'm going to investigate he maintains that actually we're poisoning ourselves in our house by cooking on gas yes now just and process that for a minute I reckon probably half the people listening to this might be cooking on gas. Yeah, we have a gas stove. Oh, I see. So you're also part of the toxic. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. That's a separate issue. We'll come back around to that. 25% of all the petrol moved in South Africa is through Engine. Last year, they did 327 million transactions. I don't know if that counts when you go to the one stop and buy a chocolate bar. I think those are petrol (coughs) transactions (coughs) across their 1,000 odd stations. Can I tell you one thing about Engine? I loathe going to Engine because it doesn't suit my rewards, my rewards points and Mm. my my cashback needs. Okay. Um, So like Caltex, I have Sandbank account, Uh U count works Caltex. I see. So you're getting Um, points and certain of the stations, but not others. Then BP does um, pick and pay and discovery. Shell does discovery um, because we were discovery insurer. My wife Uh is at least. Um, So like (laughs) Engine is always... It's like when I'm just about to run dry. Uh-huh, then you'll go there. Then I'll, it's like a grudge purchase. Oh, and man. it actually shakes out quite nicely that of the four major brands, um, Engine does 25%. So I it's think, like quite neatly. I think it bears a lot of examination how people develop allegiances to different petrol brands. Yeah. Since the petrol is essentially identical, regardless of what they claim they're putting in it to make your car run better, the petrol itself is essentially all exactly the same. One's colored green, one's colored red. You know, um, and how do people then build an affinity with one or other brand? I, unfortunately, chose rather poorly. I chose Shell, the same company who is busy fracking and destroying all animal life along our wild coast, which is one well, of our biggest saleable. is with sonic cannons. Yeah, so they're setting off 20,000 or something decibel explosions. Sonic Yes, but have you seen how they blow up? Yes. I mean, basically, it's just it's like a boom underwater. It's like setting off a bomb underwater. And um, they're going to keep that up for, I think it goes off every 10 minutes, every 10 seconds, I think the boom goes off. As the ship drives across the wild coast, it's going to destroy wildlife who rely heavily on sonar for navigation and other things. But we're not going to go there now. All I'm saying is that, that when is I stop filling up at, at Shell, I'm going to tell the manager why I'm no longer filling up at Shell. But that is for the gas that you are cooking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Talking but, about why we are cooking on the gas anyway, ESCOM, we are getting load shedding. We are in the grips of load shedding again. Load shedding ends. We are recording this on the Thursday. I forget the date right now. Uh, but load shedding will move to stage 
one. Um, we are still big Andre the Rater defenders. Gavin yes. has a deeper I mean, relationship. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got an impossible job and he's bearing up the best he can. Um, so, Gavin, what have you been doing? I see your load shedding situation. Uh, you claim so boldly that <laughs> it's not even an issue for me and my workflow anymore. Uh, because you now have a brand new little gizmo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this last week, but now it's arrived. Um, the Gizu 8800 milliamp hour. That's 8,800 milliamp hour battery in the Skizu, which will then power two devices, the the fiber box, what's it called? CPE or something like that. Yeah. And the router as well. So it keeps them both up when the load shedding goes down. And because we're all on laptops, we all just go on working like nothing happened, you know, and that's pretty cool. And that's 840 Rand. One of them will power both the fiber box and the uh wireless router so you plug the thing into the mains. yes this thing has got two little things that come out so on dc power you can so you plug the box into the, into mains, the mains yeah and then you plug the thing into the thing yes and then you live your life so when the mains goes down it just clicks over to battery so it's automatically more ups than it is yeah a yeah inverter yes 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 definitely a ups and it, it's only got about two hours or so in it so you know if load shedding gets more hectic i'll get another one of these and power the router with the one and the fiber with the other 840 rand each that's the best i found so far but right now at take lot take lots having its blue dot special yeah. sale on electronic goods and you can buy the gizu 8800 for 650 so, so you may as well also makes bigger battery packs. yeah 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 what yeah. like three point plugs on it yeah like yeah you can power stuff. your tv and all sorts yeah of things. so yeah. you can you can spend up about i think it's six and a half thousand rand to get like something really serious yeah that can power your tv and mm. the laptop for like six hours but if you just want to keep yourself going through a little load shedding with work there's work also another home. product called the the router buddy oh. um i think it's like 500 bucks uh -huh. um, no there's a whole lot of them the great thing is that i've had somebody else do all the research on this and came back with gizu as the best okay so anyway so that that's my one load shedding tip but i've got another one which is even weirder okay given that that first one wasn't that weird when the light when the lights go out and you weren't anticipating its exact moment and it's nighttime, what is the first thing you do? You turn on the torch on your phone, right? So you can find the matches or something like that. Um, and one thing I've noticed is that the light shining out of the phone is particularly sharp and bright, and it kind of stabs you in the eye when all around you is dark. So you can try this. Put the phone down on the table with the light shining upwards. And even while it's stabbing you in the eye, what you do is take a bottle of water or a glass of water for that matter, put it on top of the flash of the phone. It diffuses the light. It's still perfectly bright, but it doesn't have the sharp, unpleasant quality of the phone, mm -hmm. phone light shining out. So you can try that. Put your phone upside down with the light shining upwards. Put a glass of water or just a glass or a plastic bottle on top of the light and it diffuses the brightness very nicely. Try that. Yeah, that is a great tip. And on that, I think we can end this thing. I am sharpshooters on social media. S-H-A-R-P-S-E-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. Thatopinionguy.co.za is my website where you can find, I finally wrote it, Gavin, uh -huh. a defense or at least an, uh, a counterattack on the Apple haters Ooh. who have been spreading lies. Ooh, I better go and see that. About the MacBooks, the new MacBooks Pro. Uh, ach, the new MacBooks Pro, just fantastic. I don't know what the hell yeah. they're complaining but about. But there's a lot of people that are just judging it unfairly. I mm. think there's a there's a trend happening. Okay. In so it's a pile on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, other things about Apple we didn't actually mention. Uh, they've just released in the States plans to 
from next year, February or March, I think, uh, plans to have repairs. So you can right. like book your own repair and they will send you a little care package of like the, the, the torque screws and all those things right. and the pentalope screwdrivers and the part that you need so battery screen and i think i forget what the other thing and you can just camera do the job yourself and you can do this and they're rolling back there because i think i think obviously i mean if you look a little deeper it does bear saying even though it's very obvious what apple's trying to avoid is you going to some generic corner store and have them replace your iphone screen with some other kind of screen which then results in an inferior experience for you it might even you know, conk out after a bit. Apple would rather you used authentic parts to replace and repair your device. So we'll see how that goes. Apple parts ain't going to come cheap, that's for sure. So instead of just getting that drop-in screen replacement, drop-in battery replacement from someone, um, now you can have the authentic Apple part, but it's probably going to cost, I would say, in the order of twice as much, I would guess. I don't think so. And like, I just replaced the battery on my iPhone 8. Um, I went to Experimax. Okay, um, so do they do they promise you an authentic Apple battery? Uh, I believe so, and mm. it's like four hundred. I think it was three hundred bucks, four hundred mm. bucks um, for the whole job, and they did it within like half an hour. Battery replacement's definitely a way to yeah. go. Okay, but now my phone is less water resistant. Than <laughs> of course, slash resistant, not submersion resistant. Okay, so the, these are the things that you have to do probably. But yeah, I think it's a nice step. It's a preemptive strike on right to repair laws, yep. which are sweeping the yep. country. Just one thing on right to repair. Um, obviously, right to repair has hit the motor industry in South Africa since mm. the 1st of July. Mm. So you can go to an accredited repair st- shop that is not your dealer. Okay, um, without affecting your warranty. Yes, and so. maintain your warranty. But Ford were the first to sound the alarm or at least come out swinging and saying that they are now unbundling their um, service plan from the price of the car, of a new car. Mm. And they will not have the insurance if you take Ford Protect out, they will not cover work done by other parties. Okay. Although you Ugh. do not lose your warranty, they will not they will not any okay. insurance payouts um should those oh, parts man, fail. The poor consumer just cannot <laughs> win. Okay, but I think that's all we have all the commiserations we yeah. have time for. So that opinion guy is still going. You can find my other writing on VentureBurn. Gavin is at techradar.com slash czar. Uh, something like that. You can just go to techradar.com and it'll drop you on the South African yeah. page. And Tech Magazine, what's happening there, Gavin? Oh, let's see. What are we working on? Um, oh, I'm working on work from home accessories. So all the most important things you need to work efficiently and effectively at home. I know it seems a little late in the day, but even as people now return to the office, I think most people are going to end up in a hybrid working model. It's time to set up the home office in a more serious way. It's not just a stopgap measure anymore. You need to be more comfortable, which will make you more productive. And we're going to look at the best accessories for that. Mm, have that work-life balance. Correct. Guys. I'll chat to you next week. Cheers. Bye.